sweet. Okay. There's so much to talk about. It's been, what, a few weeks? Yeah. You guys had a bit of a... <laughs> uh, Multiple times. An illness scare. You had to quarantine, so we had to cancel one, and then... So, I don't know how it started. Uh, I think it was like Ken's friend went to a party or something, and then Ken's girlfriend, and then Ken, and then like this whole thing, and then we're like, maybe we're sick, and then he gets tested. It's not COVID. And then the week after, Jake is sick. I'm sick a little bit, and then and then we don't know with Ken because Ken's pretty healthy. Yeah. So like he might be a- asymptomatic. Um. Yeah. But like yeah, it's been like a few weeks like that. Even right now, like we're not sick. But yeah. Who fucking knows if it's you know? You, you could know. you could you could have it and not even know. Yo, how many? Isn't it crazy to think that maybe you had it, didn't know you were asymptomatic, gave it to someone when you were walking in the street early on? Because because you remember like people yeah. started giving a shit in March, right? But it was but like it was circulating December January. Yeah, my dad was like super on top of it from the top of the year. Yeah, I, I remember like in February we went on a trip to Mexico and. We were the only people wearing masks on the plane. Only people. We were being looked at like we were crazy people. Mm-hmm. And then on the flight back. Plus you had your beard. No, no, no. <laughs> I was fully in like Western vacation. Oh, okay, mood. okay, okay. Oh, um, yeah. How have you been? Uh, Yeah, good. Just work and music. And yeah. Listening been... and making and. You released some new music. You've also been featured as some music that just got released. Yeah. Um... How's that been? been good yeah i i right now i'm we're we're working on a couple of things we got a couple of eps a collab ep uh, a small five track ep and then of course the album that i've been saying that i've been working on for yeah however long it's been i i have stopped keeping track um and then we we've been i've been talking to this guy uh who's running a new podcast based mm-hmm. out of the okanagan but it's called the unsigned bc uh podcast and uh, he's going around talking to artists uh, all across BC, and actually, he's done a little trip up to the Yukon, and he's been getting a bit of funding from doing all this and ways to travel. He actually hasn't. He's put up one episode just on SoundCloud mm-hmm. <laughs> so far, but um, so we've been talking a lot. So that's someone I, I want to like eventually have you and I talk to. That'd be sick. So there's lots, uh, lots going on there, um, and uh, yeah, I got couple new songs out uh, my song glow up by uh, featuring this artist craig music who i just found on instagram who has the most beautiful fucking voice mm-hmm. um and then uh i'm featured on a couple tracks uh vibe by calvonics the guy we've talked about yeah um and then gully he does all my engineering he's a great producer mm-hmm. uh, so he just put out his album i'm on the outro called scribbled thoughts yeah um and yeah so i've been trying to keep as busy with all that and yeah, went to a networking event at Studio Seven Ten, the coolest place in the city. And Shit, how was that? Oh, it was fantastic. That's awesome. Awesome, and saw a couple of people I knew, met a lot of people that I hadn't met before that I was interested. Yeah, uh, Amin from my film school. Mm-hmm. Um, she was there. She's doing way more than I am, which is awesome. Yeah, uh, very happy for her. Mm-hmm. Very envious, <laughs> <laughs> but more happy. Um, yeah, that's cool. sick. Um, so you brought up. Oh, we should probably like intro the podcast. Oh yeah, this uh, is the social dissonance podcast. <laughs> uh, we're we're catching up because it's been a couple weeks. Um, 
but we're we're excited to to talk about more music uh, today sure. and there's a lot going on in the world yeah we'll get into uh, it <laughs> so yeah just it, we might we might go on a lot of tangents but uh but we're very but that was like the best happy, part of yeah. the last episode yeah we went to a lot of places that we didn't plan that was 99 tangent and one yes. percent uh thought out we're like we're gonna have a very nice concise 15 minute segment on music <laughs> yeah jk rowling yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay but you brought up that you're working on a few eps yeah before i guess is what you said before you think about releasing your album yeah so um you have like a timeline for it roughly i'm not like i'm not talking like what day of the month more so like are you thinking i don't know first half of 2021 for the eps yeah like uh, so the collab ep with me and gully um we pretty much have that done like i i have one verse to finish and then a couple touch-ups a couple re-recordings mm-hmm. we got a uh, feature from andrea clute uh who is this amazing artist uh for locally uh, and she's got this beautiful voice and so i've been like pining after a feature from her for mm-hmm. a while uh, so I was able to get that, and then um, my my EP, uh, I am currently in the midst, like, before you got here, that's what I was working yeah. on on the computer there. Um, so I'm in the middle of that. Um, and then he has his EP as well that is part of this kind of package. Mm-hmm. Uh, his is all pretty much done. Um, and then we've got Dreamer, who's also on the label. He's got his, uh, I think he's got, like, two or three tracks done. Uh, but his is coming along and yeah so we're just doing like a handful of the artists in our group are all doing this and then Uh, you guys want to kind of release it together at some point and so the whole idea is that we're gonna do like a full like visual uh drop with it Mm -hmm. um so for for lyric videos and one music video um we're gonna drop them separately but also in one like full length uh like 30 minute video um, probably less than 30 minutes, probably more like 20, but mm-hmm. yeah. So a bunch, like a few 20 minute videos plus the, the singular video, individual videos, um, as well. Yeah. Um, and then as for the album, um, my original idea was to drop it next week. Like that was like a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, but I got some advice, um, <laughs> on that and, um, I just haven't really done enough like promo, um, it could use some touch ups. Um, I have a couple tracks that I could probably garner more attention with if yeah. I really like put my head down and and did some promo. Like I got that song with Lil B. I got the yeah. song with New King. Um, I just I I didn't get these features to just I guess throw them out there yeah. and and not do anything. So and that's the whole thing right now. Like artists of all levels, that's their whole concern, right? Yeah. If you release an album now, it's hard to market it. It's hard to run with it. You know, yeah. perform perform it. So everyone's kind of in this sort of holding pattern. Yeah. So I'm my whole thing is like I'm tempted to to just release every song and then have it be an album after, yeah. right? Release them in non order mm-hmm. and then then give people the opportunity to listen to them in order yeah, when yeah, they're yeah. all out, right? That's they're, what like uh recently Gorillas did, right? Yeah. For like a year or so. Yeah. They were just releasing tracks. And still, when the album came and you listened to the album, it was still a banger and you appreciated it as an album. Yeah. So, I guess uh, the EP itself has, like, conceptualization behind it. Um, the album has some. Like, it's kind of loose in that sense. So, I, I feel like most of the songs can be released individually mm-hmm. um, and, and stand, up, stand alone. For sure. Um, however, 
um, like for example, what I'm working on now, um, I'm I'm trying to like make this like really short like digestible um, five track concept EP like where like start to finish you can listen to it in in a sitting. Yeah. Um, and they'll all kind of tie into each other. Um, that's perfect. Which I think is important. you know that like that's my shit. Yeah. I enjoy listening to an album front to back, especially when it has a uh what's it called like a through line yeah yeah for sure so i recently uh did a dive into um actually after listening to to a podcast um i did a dive into like uh Tyler the creator um which i mean in high school i really liked like the yonkers shit like mm -hmm. yonkers bastards like yeah, yeah, yeah. um like the intro to bastards is goblins all yeah, that shit yeah, yeah. yeah um but uh flower boy and Igor mm -hmm. um, are obviously very, very different than yeah. those albums, uh, than Cherry Bomb, than, than Wolf, like all of these albums, they're all so different. Yeah. Um, and then you go to Flower Boy and Igor and they're conceptually like similar, like in like, obviously Flower Boy, there's a lot of rap and Igor, yeah. there's not very much at all. Um, but they, they both have these like beautiful, like stories behind them and, um, like front to back, like tell like a like a, a an auditory story, right? Like yes. it's 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 very like gripping and and it pulls you in. Um, like I today, I just sat down and re-listened to Igor, um, which like a month ago I hadn't even listened to it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I sat down and listened to it while I was like cooking breakfast. Yeah, and I was able to like cook breakfast, do everything I needed, do the dishes, and by the time I was done, that the album was done, mm -hmm. and I just like I skated through it. And um, how did you feel? Love it. Yeah. It's, it's, I think the reason that people were kind of put off by it was because like, even if you, even if you saw that there was a big change coming with him, uh, in flower boy, um, like one, I, and this might not be like the hottest take, <laughs> but I think he's one of the best producers and composers in hip hop, if not in pop music mm -hmm. in general right now. Um, and so just listening to just the music theory that he uses in the albums is phenomenal. And then secondly, uh, it's some of his best writing and some of the best writing again right now. Um, but because of his past and the way he's, he carried himself, it doesn't mm -hmm. get that kind of recognition. You can't, you can't take the guy that was, you know, sp spitting like homophobic yeah. lines and then say that he's this like soulful, it, like, yeah beautiful talented lyricist yeah. and and composer and but he is yeah um and you got to think about the fact that um despite like again if you disregard like if you just listen to these and disregard like what he's done in his past and the things he's said um and and you digest these albums like i i i would find it tough to to look at him and not like see him as he is right so for sure yeah no, that was definitely, there is a truth to that. It's like, if you've been a fan of Tyler throughout the albums, uh, Flower Boy was a departure, but it was nice because you feel like he kind of ran the old personality into the ground mm -hmm. with Cherry Bomb, Cherry Bomb a little bit. Um, and Flower Boy was fantastic, but it still gave you the sort of like, uh, for lack of a better word, the rapping that you wanted. Mm-hmm. So then if you went with that mentality of like what you expected from Tyler into Igor that I did, mm -hmm. the first listen through, you're disappointed 
for the first like i don't know t- two three tracks because you're like this isn't what like you know i came yeah. into it expecting but then once your like expectations are like match with the album and then you listen to it again it's a great fucking album yeah um and it's a great auditory experience front to back yeah um i still find that whole thing funny what he won like a best rap album oh. for the one album that isn't rap yeah or yeah he... something like that i didn't keep yeah up. it was like yeah he he even like commented on it like yeah. he was just like this like you're only giving me this word because i'm black like, yeah it might as well be most urban or something like that like that term uh, needs to die yeah <laughs> but uh well yeah i i think that going back to that like going into igor with mm-hmm. with certain expectations it was like i my my two favorite hip-hop artists like mac miller yeah. childish gambino um, they both kind of did that right and um so you have childish gambino coming off because of the internet in 2013 and then coming out with um awaken my love yeah that's or i guess he did yeah Ka- that was he did Kawhi and stone mountain yes. but those were kind of like mini mini albums, yeah, right? And then you closer. go straight into "Awaken My Love," and it's like not at all. Right? It was the same thing. Yeah, and so then you look at Mac Miller, and I, he, you're coming off "Good Morning," like mm-hmm. "Good A.M.," um, and he goes into "Divine Feminine," yeah. right? And like at first, I was like, ah, like it's good, but it's like it's hard to get into because it's like not what I was expecting. Yeah. Like it's got all these great features, and it's beautiful. Like it's a beautiful, beautiful album, but going from like one like really like at that at the time like his best like his best project yeah um great rapping great like great flow everything the writing uh the production all of it and then going into this like like neo r&b soul type album right um with hip-hop still um so it's not quite as extreme as igor or awaken my love but it was jarring but then when again as like these like as with a lot of albums, like mm-hmm. a lot of people find that like you let it sit, you stew on it, and then you go back to it and you listen to it, and ninety percent of the time you're gonna be like, yeah, I like this album. Yeah, um, it's just a lot of people don't give that that third fourth chance, right? We do with that. That's the thing. We don't with most artists, which is why like we end up like having a few, and that's just mm-hmm. human nature. But with our favorite artists, we do give them that chance. Yeah. So then you'll end up appreciating it. Yeah. But most of an artist's fan base, right, is casual listeners, and you will lose some of them. But it's it's the same thing with, like, I don't know, in, like, modern terms, like, a, say a YouTuber who's known for, like, one specific thing, right? Yeah. And you get fucking tired of making the same video, right? Yeah. So you want to, like, branch out. But if you branch out, it doesn't perform as well. So then you're like, okay, what do I do? I either go back and do the same shit forever. Yeah that has an audience or I branch out and let some of that audience go away. Yeah. But I get a new audience. That's growth. Yeah. It's the same with like literally everything in life. It's yeah. like, um, you have your friend group, you change as a person and then you do. Yeah. Um, and the ones that stick around are the ones that are going to stick around. Yeah. Right. Like now granted you don't make money off your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can see the difficulty in like shit. Like, is this going to fuck up my, my financial yeah. stability? Um, but when Tyler, the creator spoke about like flower boy, he talked about it as like cherry bomb. People hated it. Like, and he knew that like, he's still like, he still to this day will argue that cherry bomb is a fantastic album. Mm-hmm. Um, I will disagree with that yeah, completely. <laughs> um, but, um, he was also like, uh, this album has to be fucking good or I don't know what's going to happen with yeah. my career. 
um and he managed to do that like yeah so so he kind of like i guess out of necessity changed totally uh but also like but i'm sure he also wanted to expand his like because like like you said he's uber talented and it was an introspective journey yeah he, he like it's while not like in the press doing it he did like it it's basically like this like coming about it coming out about his sexuality um yeah. which is a, a beautiful beautiful thing right like and so not only are you completely changing your style but you're also opening up about this thing that is a big stigma in hip-hop yeah right so it's like a double whammy like so to be able to do that is like courageous no it's fantastic so yeah um since we are on music do you want to touch on some new music that's come out yeah um Okay, let's start here. So you remember how did how did you feel about Old Town Road? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I, I didn't like it at first, um, but then it was one of those things. It's everywhere. Uh, it's really fun to sing it's along. Super to. catchy. Yeah. Um, it was fun. Uh, yeah, it's a banger. I liked uh, Panini more off his album. I didn't, but uh, it was still nice. It was a nice uh, album. Anyways, he's come out with a new song, Holiday. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it. I haven't. Uh, it's with a music video where, like, it's it's visually very interesting, and as a song, it's very catchy. Very. Oh, you catchy. know what I think I saw him post about like there was like two of himself with long hair. Um, this one he's more just like kind of like a very swagged out. Santa. Okay, so then not what I'm seeing. No, wonder what that was. But anyways, the song is called Holiday, and. It's it's very catchy. It's very like this is a meant to be a single, um, but in it the lyrics are interesting. Where he kind of like talks about like people thinking he's a one hit wonder, and kind of like talking about that. Yeah, he's like kind of like uh, it's like yeah. I know I did a gimmick with Old Town Road, yeah. but they were they were making it difficult for me to fucking get music out there. I knew I had to do something. I did it. And now I have leverage, basically. Yeah. They're like, fair enough. Uh, but no, uh, it's we listened to it for the first time yesterday. And we've played it like 10 times since. Oh, shit. At home. All right. Yeah. So it's been. It's, so it could be a dangerous dive if I. It's a it's a like two and a half minute banger. OK, OK. Um, it's a little mellow, but you'll know that like it's perfectly set up to be remixed. Yeah. And then like get like all sorts of like club remixes off of it. Yeah. Um, the, Billie Eilish put out a new ooh, song. Okay. Um, therefore I am. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, are you a Billie Eilish fan? Um, I. I kind of walk the line. Okay. Um, I've lo- I've liked a lot of what she puts out. Yeah. I like her style. Um, I'd like to see. Um, like there's a couple songs off her more recent stuff, where it was uh in her words yeah um so i'd like to obviously see a bit more of that because i found that those were the songs that were a bit more like impactful Mm -hmm. um so i'd like to yeah i'd like to see words like sorry songs where like she's writing because i can already tell that like she has like this natural like ability to her right she Um, definitely has a swagger to the way she delivers her line Yeah. yeah and so Obviously, like she's worked with her brother all these years, uh, or these, when these like, couple years. We, I, I was having this conversation with Jake. When I like refer to Billie Eilish and give her credit, 
I, I, but what I mean by Billie Eilish is the duo, her yeah. and her brother. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I look at them as a collective. Yeah, right. Totally. And because like the music would not be the same without either of them. Yeah, not well, without her delivery and writing, yeah. and not without his writing and his production. Yeah. Um, but no, I, it's fucking like. There's a swagger to her delivery, mm-hmm. and also the lyricism. It's like it's good pop in that like it's relatable, but yeah. it also doesn't feel like like I said, "Holiday's a banger," but it's very generic pop song. Yeah. Whereas with Billie Eilish, you feel like There's it's an evolution it. of pop song. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and so like I I definitely like I listen to her music when it comes out. So I typically. Um, so I wouldn't like I'm not like a mega fan, but I definitely like enjoy it. And uh, my girlfriend obviously really likes it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And her album was great. I think it's like two. It's like 2018. Time fucking flies. Um, but I remember thinking that it was one of the better albums of the year, the year that it did come out. Well, it was it was last year. Was it 2019? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, but it, this year seemed like five years. So <laughs> yeah, it, it was last March. So almost two years. Yeah, but. Um, what is the song I'm thinking of? Um, uh, no, all right, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, the the Kid Leroy put out an album recently. I haven't uh, had a chance to listen to it. How is it? Uh, awesome. I mean, to be fair, everything he puts out, I I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's got it's got the features. It's got Young Boy, Never Broke Again. It's got Marshmallow. It's got Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. It's got Lil Mosey, uh, Juice World. Um, That's a jam pack. Yeah, um, it's twenty two songs, but it's only forty seven minutes mm-hmm. long. So each song is like really digestible. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's something about him. Like he's just really like he's just really good. Yeah, uh, I like his voice. I like his style. He's what seventeen now, mm-hmm. um, so he's just this young Australian kid that moved to L.A. and is blowing up, making fucking bangers. Um, I think he's second or third on Billboard Hot 100 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely really good, um, but definitely worth a listen. Um, yeah. Speaking of like Aussie, or I don't know if it's uh, from New Zealand. Uh, t- you know Tones and I, who did like Dance Monkey. Oh yeah, yeah. So she put out a new song. I so before this new song, she put out a bunch of songs where like it wasn't as big of a yeah. like a pop pop single, like Bad Shell and all that that I still really enjoyed. Like I feel like lyrically she delivers something. Yeah. Back to kind of our conversation with Billie Eilish, but uh, with the new one, it it has that lyricism. It's called Fly Away, but okay. it's uh, the criticism I have with it and what kind of stops me from enjoying it as much as I typically do with her music is. It feels very like forced anthemy. Oh, okay. You know, you know that yeah, like yeah, yeah. whereas like the sort of like like and this is no diss, but like you know the Demi Lovato that sort of like mm. you, you know what I mean. It's like modern ballads. Yeah, the skyscraper that sort of like wants to fucking yeah, yeah. build it. Um, but I don't know. I'm interested to see when she releases an album. Yeah. Um, I had a uh, I had something. You want to talk about uh, Kanye throwing out a remix to his "Na Na Na" song? Yeah, the baby. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked it. I I, I like both versions. If people didn't like them, I liked them. I like the new version. I, I but I I I'm hard pressed to find a Kanye song that I don't like. Like uh. I just recently re-listened to like "Jesus Is King," like front to back. Yeah, love it. It. 
it's I don't know. There's something about him. I, no, he definitely he, has charisma. He's eclectic though, right? Yeah. Like, and it's it's the fact that he always like. I think people didn't like Na 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 because it's like out there. It's weird, like, and it's it's. I think it's fucking awesome. Like, maybe it's not something I would have listened to like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but like now I find like I almost like when something kind of catches me off guard like that, I'm more likely to listen to it. Even if, like, sonically, it might not be, like, my favorite, like, sound. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just something about it that, like, grips me. And it's, like, yeah, I don't know. that. It's not, like... See, like, I I enjoy when a song gives me something new. And I get... And that's why, like, you end up, like, if you're... If you love music, you end up going and fucking digging artists who have like i don't know less than a thousand mm-hmm. you know or like yeah, local yeah. artists that like you're in the scene but the thing is with nana and the original i felt like it was very samey and like for the past year a lot of the features and stuff that he's been on he's like talking about his like you know he's just airing out his grievances yeah and it just it gets old a little bit so that w- if it was a little forgettable but yeah. then there's less of him on it on mm-hmm. the remix yeah. and there's more to baby and it's a really good to baby flow and then like there's a really good uh what's his name feature uh i'm always bad with his name Ugh. oh boy here we go i feel bad about this two chains oh yeah um and yeah i enjoy when the two chains is like kanye is a grown-ass man stop asking me what the fuck is up with this man it's, i love that shit um <laughs> um no i enjoyed it um because it was a this is like the only grievance i have with kanye like i don't i don't pay attention to him politically and musically he usually is on point um but sometimes to make a point he'll waste the he'll waste the beat you remember like uh lift yourself the one where like poopity scoop yeah that was a banger of a production yeah that could have easily been on watch the thrones or been on like life of pablo and just yeah. like fuck it. <laughs> and then I felt like not and I was a little that way too. Like I enjoy the production, yeah. but not not enough happened with it. Yeah. Where on the remix, I feel like I don't know. It it lived up to its potential. Yeah. Not to mention like the baby is like arguably in like maybe it's just my opinion, but he's probably like the hottest one of one of the hottest, if not the hottest, in the game right now. Like. He's a pop star now. Yeah, but he, he, like I'm. Not, I'm not talking about saying like his music is pop. I'm saying like on the level that he is. Yeah, I feel like he he's there now. Yeah, and that was like, it it didn't, but it felt like that happened overnight. Like like Kirk doesn't feel that long ago. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and now he's on everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but granted, like everything he does, like sure, sometimes the flows are similar and whatever, but his writing's on point. The flow, if it works. Keep it's a good it, flow. Right? It's a great flow. He's it's got a great voice. I enjoy it. Um, and yeah, he, I mean, he deserves to be where he is. Like, he's clearly got like a crazy work ethic. He's a smart fucking guy. Like, yeah. when you hear him talk, like, so yeah, I I, I respect the hell out of the baby. Yeah, and this is a little bit of a downer, but definitely our condolences to him because he just recently lost his brother to a gunshot wound. Oh, yeah, uh, Glenn Johnson. Um, his i believe younger brother oh my um yeah so a lot happening yeah um king vaughn recently got uh shot and murdered i did see that yeah Yeah. uh 
it's frustrating because then you yeah. you look at it and then like in I believe in King Vaughn's circumstance, the person that killed him was like twenty two, mm-hmm. and then you just wonder yeah like and this isn't something for us to touch on. This is something within uh, the black uh, American community for them like that it feels very like because everyone involved life kind of gets ruined yeah yeah and it's just it's a it's sad to see yeah um that can kind of uh segue into um what happened uh over the past two weeks i don't know what you're talking Um, about (laughs) (laughs) what happened um november 5th we had a major election third Oh shit! Well, fifth, sorry, is when yeah when, when we actually when we started to see the yeah, result. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, sorry, November third uh, through November fifth to yeah. the November sixth, and yeah. then we started to see what was transpiring. Yeah. Really, um, just like just a real show of like poor democracy uh, internationally. Yeah. Um, however, the results are in kind of, but yeah. also not. Uh no, as of yesterday. You got Arizona. We got the last two. Um Yes. However Georgia and all of it. But uh it just really like gives me this whole like thought of like uh two thousands George Bush. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the Al Gore. Al Gore won, but then he didn't win it as of late December. The difference I would say, like yeah. we can get into like the way that Trump is maneuvering right now and what we think might be yeah. the reasoning for it but um the thing with the difference with 2001 2000 was a lot closer the vote were a lot closer yeah and al gore had what he had the majority but yeah. then ended up not having the electorals like little differences yeah and that's the thing that even now like we saw where like in a lot of the states it was the difference of like 10,000 20,000 5,000 votes um but then ultimately doesn't matter if you win the state you get all the electoral votes it's not a it's not a whole thing of like, if I got districts and yeah, yeah. If I got forty nine percent of the vote, I should get forty nine percent of the electorals in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or even easier, like everyone gets a vote. If yeah. Like if there's I don't know one hundred and forty million of us voting, how about the person who gets more than seventy million wins? Um, but that's a grievance that's been had in the U.S. for yeah. decades now. Um, yeah, I mean. It's it's weird because I mean you you have ridings right districts, um, but really like really that doesn't matter and and while we have like we have like kind of a like a like outweight like imbalanced system as well mm-hmm. here, um, you have this thing where it's like it's it's doesn't really matter how many ridings you win it's all about the states yeah right so. Like, I see some states where it's, like, red, and then there's, like, a few counties that are blue, but then but then D- Democrats won that state mm-hmm. because those are the larger yeah, districts yeah. in the state. But you've got this, like, most of the state is red. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting and also, like, concerning to me. Like, the whole thing is, like, it you can vote, like, and your whole riding could vote, and you could all vote one party. Um, and really, it doesn't matter because it's all cumulative by by like the big districts in the big states. But I think that's like within a state, right? Yeah. I think that's fair. Like you'll yeah. look at it and say that it's like fifty districts, right? Yeah. And like 
42 of them will be red, 8 of them will be blue. Yeah. But then if you look at like a map of the population, that 8 has like over half the vote, half yeah, the population. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I feel like that's fine where <laughs> like it loses is the fact that like some states that don't like say like two states each have like I don't know, 10 million people, right? Yeah. One will have like 20 electoral votes. One will have like five, you know? Yeah. That's where the imbalance is. Whereas within the state, it's still like the popular vote that ends up uh, kind of seeing who decides that. And I feel like that's fair. They just need the one step further where getting rid of the electoral votes. Yeah. Because that's, that's where like the... Because that, that goes back to like the politics in the during like the kind of establishing of the US where like... Hey, Texas is more important, like for whatever reason. So we get a bigger like chunk of the say. Yeah. You've got like California with what fifty five. Yeah. Electoral college. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy, and uh, also like touching on like so my birthday is next next Friday, mm-hmm. November twentieth, yeah. same as Joe Biden's, um, and when that happens, they will have a president that is two years out of being 80 years old and yeah. will be 82 by the end of his presidency. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but the, the other candidate is 74, 75, yeah, yeah, yeah. something, like, something like that. Like, so he would have been almost 80 by the time he was done his candidacy, his yeah. second term, which is nuts. Um, <sighs> <laughs> It's, it's, it's interesting. Bernie is 79. Yeah. Um, there is, it definitely is less of a, like, let's put Trump to the side because he's a unique case. Yeah. It's definitely a thing of, I feel like it's more accidental that all of the candidates have ended up being this old. But generally you'll find yeah. that they're in their like 50s, 60s and older, yeah. right? Like Obama was young. Yeah. Right, because he was in his forties. Yeah, and Al Gore wasn't crazy old. No, when he was running, no. and even Bush was like in his fifties or something. Right. Yeah. Um, it ended up just being the case here where uh, Clinton was off of like a twenty-year like maneuvering to gear up to run for presidency, yeah. and then Biden, the uh, the DNC was like, "We need a sure thing. The sure thing is whoever." was related to Obama's uh, presidency. Um, and we don't want Bernie. And Bernie's whole thing is, dude, I've been fighting this fight. And then finally people are listening. Because like, he's been saying yeah. the same things for 40 on years, right? Yeah. Um, and people are like finally tuning in, the younger generation. And yeah. so there was this real um, fervor for him. And then he was the age that he was. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's kind of like you had Andrew Yang, who was young too, though, mm-hmm. right? Like he was, he's in his forties, I think. Yeah. So he was the the like the third or fourth uh, Democratic candidate. But like all, like there was like what when there was like six or so of them uh, early on, and yeah. the when they were deciding who was going to be the Democratic nominee, um, most of them were young. It was just yeah. Biden, right? Biden and Bernie. Biden and Bernie. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The age thing is definitely a thing of like it, it. It leads into another interesting conversation, which is like the sort of the fight for the Democratic Party. Yeah. 
Because the Democratic Party, in the way that it has been, is very much, in many other countries, would be considered a conservative party. Yeah. It's a very centrist uh, party that kind of is, let's just run the ship as usual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there is no very like progressive party. But within the DNC and off of the back of Bernie in 2016 and like the people at yeah. AOC, um, you were seeing that like a lot of the newer like Democratic like members. Yeah. And AOC has been voicing her concerns about the new administration yeah, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, because like obviously hiring or hiring, <laughs> electing uh, Biden and then having a vice president like Kamala Harris um doesn't exactly scream progressive no because um, as much as biden is centrist i would almost put kamala more like right wing than left wing yeah um she she has a pretty rough history of of putting transgender women in male prisons mm-hmm. um keeping keeping uh african-americans well past their parole date mm-hmm in prison um and for small petty crimes yeah um no she's definitely a career politician and like she has done what she thinks will get her the most votes yeah and um no third it and this is where we the democratic party lost a bunch of people yeah and it's understandable but uh it was this whole thing of like hey vote for this very much not a progressive uh candidate in biden because he's not Trump, who yeah. is trying to kind of almost go, not almost, like all the signs are fucking there to go like the fascist route. Um, so it's like, let's go back to the status quo. The thing is, is that now that he is elected, you can't just leave him at that, right? The progressives yeah. that were like Biden over Trump because Trump is going to destroy our democracy. Um, now that that fight's over, and we'll get actually. I want to get into is yeah. that fight over? Um, <laughs> but now that that fight's over, hopefully by like January twentieth, now we need to be super involved in making sure that the Democratic Party understands that they will lose our vote in the next election, in the next in two years during like you know the next like elections that you will lose our votes if you don't address progressive issues. Yeah, healthcare for all. Like, um, the sort of like crazy, crazy amounts of like student debt. Yeah. Oh, um, and that's the thing. It's like the fight is just beginning to kind of accomplish the things that progressives want to accomplish. But then let's, before we get into what we think is going to happen in four years, uh, what do you think is Trump's like sort of like plan right now from what you've been seeing? Um, yeah, uh, like obviously, what he's doing right now is like real messed up. Like, cause you have this country that, above all else, is like deeply over- divided. Yeah, but also like overly uh, passionate about democracy and freedom and all that. So you have this this like this man that's supposed to be above all in this country, like basically um, disrespecting their entire democracy yeah right saying like not conceding yeah that and um suggesting that uh their their elections are frauded when they're not Mm -hmm. um which again they might be very little like they might be and if anything 
the Democrats didn't do that when he was elected, mm-hmm. which there was a lot more going on there. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And I, I think that when this is all over, he will obviously um, have to leave. And when he does, I think he'll have to leave the country, at least for a while, mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of <laughs> uh, issues legally with him as well right now, right? So, But that, that that's where my mind goes to, and yeah. that's where like I see his actions in another light. Yeah. Um, the thing with, but before I like touch on that, the thing about um, the sort of like voter fraud that the Republicans espouse yeah. constantly. And now Trump is kind of because this is something that's been programmed yeah. into the Republican voters for a decade now, right? Yeah. Throughout Obama and all of Obama's term and all of that, the ones being disenfranchised to not be able to vote, and the ones doing the disenfranchising for the most part have been Republicans, right? From like gerrymandering the state so that you end up getting more seats, yeah. right? To the fact of making it more and more difficult to vote, right? Yeah from making sure that like like even the simple fact that like um the timing to vote like there's so many like obstacles in the way of voting yeah um that it's just like it's very and we know this it's very like it's not it's not sneaky at all it's very Mm two-faced um but i look at trump's thing where like he's like combating it and trying to go in with like suits to kind of just be like hey there was voter fraud in this state or whatever i think it's all posturing for like for the simple thing of like hey i know i have leverage here and i know i can incite violence mm-hmm. right Which ha- he's basically done like yes. like even on his twitter some of the things he said are like apparent like yes. that, that's what he's trying to do and his son as well yeah and i think the main reason he's doing this is very simple yeah. hey i will make sure that this country goes up into flames if I don't get my way. And my way isn't that I want to be president for another four years. My way is very simple. In the last four years, I have used and I've leveraged my presidency to make so much money. He was going bankrupt before this shit. He yeah. didn't have, like, he, was, he wasn't he was a billionaire coming into his presidency. But he definitely is now from, yeah. like, his, uh, like, uh, dealings in Russia, his dealings in Saudi Arabia, his dealings in China. Like, he's made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but he can easily, easily, easily go to prison when he doesn't have the presidency like, yeah. supporting him. So he wants the president to like, just basically what's the word to make sure to pardon him. Yeah. Hey, pardon me. My whole family don't come after me. Let me keep all the money that I've made in the past four years. Yeah. And I won't fucking light the match and set this country on fire on my way out. Yeah. Uh, and, and I feel like that's what he's like posturing for. He uh, he was trying to like, he's trying to block Biden from getting intelligence. Yeah, like right now, and Republican senators even like are fighting that, which is like now it's like it's actually like both parties are like it's see it, some did some sorry some did, but the main ones didn't. Yeah, uh, McConnell hasn't. Yeah, um, uh, I forget the other dude like. Lindsey Graham, like the ones that are sort of like the key figures in the Republican Party yeah. haven't. Okay. So there's just been a few smaller ones. But that's been like the whole thing of like kind of appeasing the moderate Republican voters. Yeah. But, but then at the same time, I don't know. I don't know what the 
Republican Party's strategy is here. Well, it, I get it. Like, making sure that it's not a smooth transition. Yeah. Because the whole point with this, like, three-month thing is that you the president-elect has time to get caught up so that once, uh, like, January 20 rolls around, they can just continue doing the job. Yeah. And there's no sort of, like, hiccup. Um, but they're definitely trying to make sure that the when that does happen, that the Democrats are fucking like left to just try yeah. and figure everything out. Like, and then that gives them more time for the Republicans to kind of, kind of basically blockade everything. Yeah. And then get the old narrative of, Hey, look, the Democrats didn't, weren't able to like pass anything, any legislation. Yeah. They couldn't do shit. So how, how did they do in the house and the Senate then? Um, now I'm forgotten, but like there's right now, the whole thing in Georgia is for like getting majority in Georgia where like there's two seats on the line. Um, and I believe in the house, the Republicans had it, no? Or did the Democrats have it? I like that, like, I was keeping up with this shit <laughs> constantly, and now all of it's gone. Uh, um, come on. States do, 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 do. It's not as easy all of a sudden to find. Remember, yeah. it was fucking everywhere. It was just well, you could just Google an election, and it yeah. was. This is uh, any issue right now is Google's fault, uh, not our fault for not doing our due oh, diligence. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! Uh, all right. It's so much harder on the phone too. Um. Anyways, um, U.S. House seats. We need a person to like. Pull up. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the Democrats have the House, 2019, two, 219 to 203. Oh, nice. So they have the majority in the House. So they're trying to get the – because, like, here's Senate, the thing. obviously, yeah. Uh, if whoever ends up being the president, their vice president, in the case where the Senate, there is a draw of 50-50, the majority be- goes with, like, goes with the whoever the vice president is. Yeah. So with uh, Biden and Kamala being in power, it means that if they end up with half the seats, that the Democrats will have the presidency, the Senate, and the House. Yeah. Something that was only a thing in like the last two decades in what, 2008 to 2010, the first two years of Obama, where Obama kind of squandered it. And that's one of the biggest uh, criticisms of him, where he squandered it because he was trying to... He was trying to be very like middle of the road, be like, let's cooperate. I'm not going to abuse this power. And then yeah. the Republican Party is like, no, we're going to say you're fucking not American and like that whole birther thing. And like, yeah. And they went full like scorched earth politics. Um, that was Donald Trump, too. Yeah, yeah. During no, that he, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah, because no, he, <laughs> he, he thought about running in 2012. Yeah. Right? Oh, so he, he was, started to, didn't yeah, yeah, he? Yeah. Like, he started a campaign so that's why, and like, dropped out pretty much right yeah. away. That's why he was, like, getting, like, in the politics, like, throwing shade at the Democrats. Yeah. Because he's like, we've all seen that clip where he's like, if I were to run as yeah, a president, yeah. I'd run as a Republican. Because they're easier to. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, that's the whole thing. And it's just, it's, it's back to what you said about, like, America... L- we know that it's not the truth, but America won the culture wars in the 90s and has always gotten this message, especially for our generation growing up. The message was always America is the bastion of democracy. Yeah. Right. 
and like growing up as a uh, in the Middle East for a little bit, and also like being of that background, yeah, you see what's happening over there, and you're like, fuck that. Um, but you could still respect the fact that in in the states there was a level of freedom to say what you want and be able to have those freedoms, right? Yeah, live the way that you want to live. And all these people of different thoughts could kind of coexist. They didn't live right next to each other and like each other, but they coexisted yeah. in the same country. Um, and But it's the ebbs and flows because like America's always been a country divided, right? They've had a civil war about this. The, the wounds run deep. And what's happened here is and the thing that everyone said and everyone noticed that was happening and it happened is the old hatreds have been kind of given more lip service to and been kind of provoked and kind of like, what's the word? Like given the opportunity to kind of, because they always existed, not to like come back into existence, but yeah. to kind of heat up again. And so now you're here where like, of course people are going to buy into there's voter fraud because they don't look at the other party as the other party fellow Americans, other party, they look at, like, I remember, uh, when the election happened, the thing that was kind of on the internet sort of trending was yeah. uh, McCain's uh, speech right after he lost to Obama. Yeah. And how gracious it was and how much he told his own supporters yeah. that it was a hard-fought race, but now he is the president, he is our president, and we need to back him and support him. Yeah. And McCain... Um, it's interesting how his legacy has kind of flourished. Which was is funny because going from, like, the character that he, he actually, like, he was. His mistake, like, he, yeah. was, he wasn't the worst of the Republicans. Yeah. His mistake was listening to the people that told him to bring Sarah Palin mm -hmm. on board. Yeah. That kind of was the beginning of the end. Yeah. For, like, him being taken seriously because he, he no longer was, like, the show. It was her show. And it became this sort of, like... You know. Yeah. She was crazy. Yeah. Um but um it was also who was it that um preceded uh was it was it uh was it George H. W. Bush uh that preceded Bill Clinton? Yes. Yeah, so losing it like after his first term. Mm -hmm. Um and he like he wrote like an open letter to Bill Clinton, um, talking about like the wonders of being yeah uh, the president and even leaving the White House, like how like amazing of a feeling it is, yeah. and all these, and so you see all these beautiful like, uh, like you have all these presidents conceding victory in a beautiful like poetic way, yeah. And then you have Donald Trump, but to be fair, um, you have uh, lifetime politicians, people who have like studied politics and been a part of politics their whole life, and then you have a re reality TV star. Who feeds? Whose show also was like drama, just yeah. pure drama, anger and drama. Um, so I never expected anything but drama. No, of him. course. And like when you put it in those words, because like it's very beautiful the way that this sort of like passing of the baton between the presidents happens, right? Even if they're different parties. throughout history. Yeah. But that's the show of it, yeah. right? And that's what people were tired of. It's like, yes, all these presidents spoke yeah. very eloquently and put on a great show of humility. Yeah. But they were lining the pockets of the people that in endorsed them 
Yeah. And they weren't doing enough for the people. Oh, of course. And so the people are like, fuck that shit. Bernie Trump, right? Pick your side, but you're on a side. You're yeah. no longer willing to be it's in the center. Fully divided. Yes. And we totally understand that, right? Mm. Like the people who were kind of like the two sides of the same coin didn't do enough for you. And you're like tired of that coin. Yeah. Makes total sense. The issue is it ended up being a sort of like smarmy businessman type, like a Trump, right? Whereas like that was the whole argument that some people made. I don't know the validity of it because we never got to see it happen. Yeah. But they're like a lot of Trump supporters would probably vote for Bernie, but would never vote for a sort of contemporary DNC candidate like a Biden, right? Yeah. But we never got to see that because the DNC very clearly would prefer to get another four years of Trump than get a four years of Bernie who yeah. would want to make such like foundational changes to the country. Um, but yeah, there's so much to like talk about and there's a lot that we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But it's definitely been interesting and a little bit of my worries are alleviated because yeah. I told you, like I thought there was like a, a chance that immediately people would be like the open conflict would be. Happening. Oh yeah. I thought there was going to be riots on and on people rioted, night. but it wasn't anything crazy. I, but I think because it was so drawn out, yes. I feel like people's in, like people lost interest. It's which funny is almost a positive thing, right? Yeah. Where it's like, if the results came in on the night of November third, uh, I was convinced that all these live cameras that we yeah. were seeing were gonna be like covered in like flames and yeah, explosions yeah. and blood and fighting and brawling and those are the same thing. But yeah, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens because. And we can t talk about this and then leave it there. Uh, yeah. It's like the country is where it is now, and it's not going to go back to what it was anytime soon. It'll take decades for that to happen. <laughs> so what's yeah. going to happen, I predict, is Biden will be president for four years. In two years, he'll probably again lose the Senate and the House. Mm -hmm. And then in four years, uh, Donald Trump Jr. is going to run and probably get the popular vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we'll be back where we were. Mm -hmm. Unless something cataclysmic happens and there is, like, actual, like, like, the Trump family, like, implodes under a bunch of, like, arrests and shit. Because, like, that's been Donald Trump Jr.'s whole angling in, over the past year where, like, he's been on Fox News a bunch, kind of. He's learned to, like, be a little bit more outspoken than what he was previously. He's got a little bit of that, like, Alex Jones craziness to him that... Uh, attracts uh, a certain crowd and yeah it definitely seems like they're posturing for him to run in the future just, <sighs> we just pray there's no bloodshed violence and that things kind of calm down and especially for like at, looking at it from like the point of view of canadians yeah it, it biden will definitely be better for our relationship biden will also be better for our sort of like very uh, close and dagger politics with China right now. Uh, it'll be nice to have a U.S. president that can kind of like game plan and back uh, with all this sort of because like you, yeah you you read recently the what our uh, I always forget what the 
what the letters are, but like basically our like internal like uh, CIA FBI thing, the IS something. Anyways, yeah. uh, they came out with a report talking about how uh, a lot of there a lot of uh, Chinese Canadian citizens uh, have ran into this problem where from uh, people have been sent from China yeah. here on like diplomatic whatever. And then, but they've been like here for, they plan like their vacation, not their vacation, but they're like stay here for like a little longer than just that meeting. Yeah. And then they go and knock on doors and kind of basically tell people that, hey, you should come back to China to answer for whatever you've said against the Chinese government or else your family that's currently in China will, something will happen to them. And that's been happening a lot. And so there's a lot of these sort of like, as like rising tension between Canada and China yeah. is happening and all, a lot of these things are being reported on, it'll be nice for Western countries to kind of have that sort of like backing of the U S again, Yeah, where like we, we can all ease the tension. Cause look in the four years that Trump's been in power, the sort of erratic behavior that he's had in his foreign policy uh, and the way that he's kind of like uh, destabilized re- U.S. relationships with Western allies yeah. has led to like, look, in the past four years, China has felt comfortable to go for one of their long-term plans, which was Hong Kong, and they've all but taken control of Hong Kong. The legislation has been passed, everything. Like, and just as this past week, a bunch of the uh, lawyers and people who were fighting like for democracy in Hong mm-hmm. Kong all together resigned. So the fight's over. Yeah, Hong Kong is now Chinese run yeah completely and i'm sure if anyone's listening to this that's from china i i i'm aware of the history and like but it's that whole thing of like you you can get you can live and die in the semantics of it of like yes but the people living there right now feel a certain way anyways um it'll just be nice for countries and hopefully it'll help stabilize where like people yeah like because like what you want is Canada and China to sit, talk, figure out their differences, right? Because, like, yeah. no, nobody should hate Chinese people or the Chinese. Like, it should just be a thing of, like, hopefully there's no violence and everyone can do diplomatic means. I've rambled. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, well, let's let's take a quick break. Yes. And then uh, we'll, we'll gather ourselves <laughs> and then we'll, we'll we'll move on. It's been a while since I've talked politics this much. <laughs> All right. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, so what? One season's out. Yeah. So uh, during our break, um, we we discussed um, what. We're going to discuss, uh, so, um, lately being cooped up inside, uh, a lot of time to watch television and movies. For sure. Um, Prime just put out a show called Moonbase 8. Not Prime. Showtime. Crave. Oh, Showtime. Oh. It, it, I saw on the box. I guess it's Showtime Crave because the whole season just kind of came out. Crave is just out. a streaming thing for Canada, right? Yeah, but yeah. it all came out all at once. Yeah. So I. Ooh. Yeah. yeah I so don't I'm know. not. I'm not 100% sure of the what's going on there. But yeah. anyway, so, um, 
<laughs> they uh, they put out a full season of the show called Moonbase 8. Uh, John C. Riley, obviously everyone knows John yeah. C. Riley. Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Fred Armisen yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with a few guest spots. I think Adam Lambert, uh, Travis Kelsey from the, so what's the, show the about? Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, so it's these three guys in a simulation moon base. Uh, they work for NASA. And they're hoping to go to the moon. Yeah. Um, and it kind of seemed like they were like forgotten about. They're like this like little project that like exactly yeah. So they're like they're like the oddballs of the yeah. moon simulation experiences, and uh, so they keep having like uh, people come and stay with them who are there for like two days, and all of a sudden they're headed to the moon, and they're like, well, <laughs> and they're like, okay, well I guess we're staying here. Yeah. Like, um, but it's it's really funny like it's dry humor yeah, yeah really uncomfortable like uh the way they score it everything just uh has this whole um uncomfortable like sketch feel to it yeah but it is like obviously like a really well-written scripted comedy mm-hmm. um yeah it's really really funny um it's funny like so y- it seems like you've been going for the comedies yeah whereas like in our house uh like late at night when like we're done with like school or whatever uh, we're like, hey, let's watch a movie. And yeah. the easiest thing that we've been going to a lot is uh, horror movies. Yeah. So we watched we watched a few things, but uh, we watched uh, what what was it called? Um, Hereditary. Oh, I haven't seen that. But it, it actually, A twenty four. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the first like seventy minutes, and I also liked the last thirty minutes. But they're very different movies. Oh, okay. Um. I don't know if you've ever seen like Boba Duke, but that's sort of like family, okay. like family horror where like it's the dynamics between the family members and it's kind of like uh, using the horror genre to kind of peel away at this sort of like subconscious us. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Jordan Peele. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it was that for the se- first 70 minutes and then it went like off the walls, sort of like cultish thing. Okay. It took a turn. Because it's it's the same director who did Midsommar. Yeah, yeah. A twenty four loves that shit. Yeah. Right? So they. I want to watch they, that they, next. They buy all their. They buy. They buy all the like the the weird horrors. Yeah. Right? Like the wh- horrors that are actually like. It's more like. Scary. Weird. They're not jump scares. It's yeah. just like, like well written horrors. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and actually, uh, that show, uh, that I was talking about mm-hmm. is A twenty four is out yeah. as well, which is really weird. Um, and kind of like a u-turn from what they normally do that's interesting um that's my favorite production studio 100 mm-hmm. percent. um fucking uh american honey uh yeah spectacular now mm. um i could go on uh forever they they make they seem like they're really good about deciding what mo- uh, what movies to buy yeah yeah uh swiss army man and and now they're i think they're starting to get into the production side mm-hmm um but it's funny you talk about horrors um i i'm really excited um i'm not sure like it's gotten delayed now it was supposed to come out around this time mm-hmm. um but jordan peele is doing a remake of Candyman. oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah and obviously everything he does is gold um, i still haven't seen us i want to okay. see that and then I, i'm definitely excited for Candyman. us is mind-bending it's he's actually like super frightening <laughs> okay um but like it's also just really well done mm-hmm. Um, the acting in it is is fantastic. The writing, the 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 production as a whole, like uh, the way they shot it, the way they edited it, all of it is just like it comes together in this like perfect like film. Like yeah, it's not Get Out, um, 
so I think that was like my mistake is I was like, oh, it's gonna be this kind of like um, satirical like yeah, yeah, yeah. horror look at society. It was more horror, and it still had like like obviously it had societal impact, um, but it's like it's a horror. Yeah, uh, and it is it is frightening and and uh, like unnerving. So that was the thing. So we watched uh, Hereditary, and it wasn't scary per se. Yeah, it was a good story about like the family drama. Um, and there's a really nice twist early on in the movie that's actually very well done. Yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, you're like, I want to watch a horror movie and fucking get scared shitless. Uh, so we're like, let's pick something. And then we like, we were looking at like the scariest movies. And then Jake found, I think, I think it was a Forbes article. And it's like the scariest movies based on science. And they're like, we put all these like um, movie viewers and we like put heart rate monitors on them. And we the average like heart rate throughout a movie, and the highest average was uh, what's that movie? It was one movie, and then the second one was Insidious, and we're like, oh shit, fuck yeah, let's watch Insidious, and then we played it, and it wasn't that scary, mm-hmm. it wasn't that great, no, and it and yeah. it's a James Wan movie, and I was just really disappointed by yeah. it, very disappointed by it. But that's from that era again of like like. There's that like the the mid two thousands era of yeah, like yeah. paranormal activity. Yeah, uh, it's all that like everything is like a jump scare and not actually like a well written yeah. like horror, right? And right now we're kind of like in a second coming of the golden age of yeah. horror movies, right? Where it's like original horrors that are well written and are chilling and uncomfortable and yeah. like uh, I haven't we haven't watched it yet, but uh, Netflix just put out one called uh, is it His House? something and it's like i don't know um these two refugees from africa are are put into this like fucking house in the states Mm -hmm. or no it might be the uk either way they're put into this house and like crazy shit starts happening to them and they're like um in like i think it i think it's playing off a bit of like post-traumatic stress disorder from from their home country yeah um plus like the weird uncomfortable uh being in a in a country that new you culture yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um so that looks like it i i saw it the trailer and i was like oh this is this is this is the kind of horror i yeah. watch right um to this day my favorite like as a movie like say like this is the best horror movie i've seen yeah is the baba duke okay the baba duke is so good it's about a mother and really young son and the dad's passed away and the kids are, have you seen room but you've seen the trailers for yeah. it, the Brie Larson one. Yeah, yeah. And the kid's a piece of shit. Like, not a piece of shit. But, like, because of the circumstances, the kid is really, like, makes the life of the mother very frustrating. Yeah. So, it's, like, that sort of tension. Yeah. But then also a horror movie. And it, like, addresses that sort of, like, raising a kid by yourself when a kid needs... Like, it's very real. Um, highly, highly recommend it. And then um, Jake is, like... Hey, I'll pick a movie while the Xbox is on. So say like you're, we like switch the input to the Xbox, and then the Netflix is on the other input, and then so he just picked a movie at random, and it ended up surprisingly being this horror movie, um, and it was so bad, I for- I've forgotten the name now, but like it was like super cliche, mm-hmm. really terrible acting, really bad jump scares, yeah, like really bad like horror monsters 
If, and then that was like, all right, I don't want to watch horror anymore. There's like, a, there's a movie on Netflix also, um, and I think it's, it's British. Um, the Ritual. Mm. Um, it's like a, it's it's a pretty like good and also like really fucked up horror. Yeah. But like the beginning is like, arguably the more fucked up. It's like it's like right at the start, like you go in and they're like going into a grocery store, or a convenience store. It's him and one guy. Yeah. Um. And they go in, and this the, these guys start like uh, sticking up the convenience store. Yeah. So the one guy is like, no, like, like I'm I'm hiding, like I'm not doing shit. And the other guy gets up and like says something. Yeah. And they just like kick the shit out of him and fucking kill the guy. Oof. Um, and so then it brings it's it's almost like, like I would describe it as like you know how like like these comedy films where it's like you have um, a friend dies, so all the friends get together for their funeral. Yeah. Um, and then hilarity ensues. Um, it's like that, but a horror. Interesting. And it's like this guy was there, but the friends don't know that he was there for yeah. it. Um, and they all go on this trip together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like basically this like uh, the the horror is like this thing where like it makes you see like what you regret and like all these things. And yeah. So it's like this like really fucked up psychological horror. Um, really good really like deep and yeah I actually like pretty scary i know that jake watched i forget th- there's a series on netflix that's uh, like the haunting on hill House. yeah yeah th- those houses there's like two seasons of oh, yeah. season two just and, came out and they just put out a new one the haunting of blind yeah, yeah exactly and that one seems like it was very interesting yeah w- me and julia watched the first two episodes of that and then yeah. we we're like yeah maybe maybe not <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't do well with horror yeah i'll watch them every now and then yeah but it takes a lot like for me to get into it my thing with horror and this like i haven't watched horror like in like ever and then i've watched like five or six in the span of two weeks the thing that i like about horror movies is like it's one of the few genres where they remember that like a good movie needs to get in give you a thrill and get out yeah, right they're short so they're like 90 minute movies that i'm like because like i'll get done with school around like 9 or 10 p.m yeah and i'm like i want to go to sleep around one let's watch a movie quickly so that i've done something fun today yeah and then and it's like perfect um but i've also been trying to like because like i haven't seen too many of like too many movies outside of like the past decade where like i've been like keeping up with this and that whatever yeah. like whatever trailer interests me. So then I went back and I watched Groundhog's Day for the first time, mm. which I loved. That movie is so good. Oh, yeah. I've seen a bunch of movies with that concept, Live, Die, Repeat, um, the sort of like the horror ones that are like Happy Death Day yeah. and its sequel. And there's a bunch. You'll have to... Uh, read um, books. Yeah. You'll have to T-word it, but uh, there's a movie called um, Palm Springs. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Samberg. Yeah. Um, I want to watch that one. Yeah, but it's only available on Hulu. Yeah, which you can't get in Canada. Um, so yeah, yeah, you'll find a way to get it. Yes, if everyone knows what I'm talking about. But uh, here's the thing with that. Um, I completely believe in this, and this is less nowadays, but in the past, like, hey, if I have a way of paying for this and it's reasonable, you should 100 percent more pay for something. If they make but it if not I can't, yeah. if I can't get it. Mm-hmm. Then I have no compunctions about yeah. purchasing uh, from torrenting it. Yeah, yeah, like that was the thing with like Dave. I uh, like like Little Dicky show, yeah. um, which I just had a revelation about earlier. Um, but um, I couldn't find it on anything, and then I found it on YouTube. Yeah, 
Uh, so I paid for the yeah. first season on YouTube. Yeah. But at least I'm paying for it, right? Yes. Um, otherwise, I was going to stream it. Mm. But I wanted to support him because mm. I'm a fan, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing. I looked on YouTube. I looked on everything. And it wasn't available anywhere in Canada. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to torrent it. Yeah. Like, what are you – like, like I d- you don't, I don't give don't me the option to get it. Like, I don't understand what Disney – I don't understand Disney's whole like streaming ideas because like they very much own Hulu, but they've kept it separate from their Disney Plus. Yeah. Whereas like, Cause why their... not just make it Disney Plus and then have like the kids version and the adult version and the adult version also has everything on Hulu. Yeah, I guess it like even if you because they had talked about doing bundles. Yeah. Right. So it's still be it could still be a different app. Yeah. And then you have it so that you don't really have to worry about your kids uh, going onto your profile and yeah. watching stuff. So if you have it on Hulu, still, but it should be available in Canada. Realistically, yeah. like you have uh, new like Marvel shows that are going to be coming out. You have Atlanta. You have Dave. You have a lot of really good shows. Uh, it's always sunny. Like all these really good FX shows mm-hmm. that we can't watch in Canada. Yeah. That we want to watch in Canada. So like look at the market. You can make money off of it. Yeah. These are made like this is content that's been made. You have the broadband; it's not going to be an issue. Yeah, just do it. One thing that like because watching movies is a newer thing again. Yeah. Like for all, the longest time outside of the theater, I would I wouldn't watch anything at home. Um, and what I've found really frustrating with Netflix is you'll like look and you're like, here's a um, I'm thinking like this genre of movie. So you'll find a list on the internet. And then, like, half the movies won't be on Netflix. Yeah. So then, like, I have this on my laptop now where, like, I've... Because, I've, like, you know, through friends and, like, living, like, you ha- you end up having all the streaming platforms. Like, someone's got yeah, an account. Yeah, we, we have fucking everything. Yeah, so on the MacBook, like, I installed this app that, like, you can log into all of them. And then it's basically, like, one database. All of... You can watch all of them. That's been fucking great, but you can't have that on the TV. I would love that. To just yeah. be like, hey... We're going to this thing. Everything's connected to it. We can search this. And if it's available on any of the streaming platforms, one click away from yeah. watching. But that's very like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing that I've watched uh, was. Uh, so I like originally, you know how into Hamilton I am. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to watch that show that to Kent and Jake. So I put it on one day. And I'd like said this is an amazing thing, and then like we're going into it, and like Kent hates it, yeah. clearly hates it, and that's totally fair. And then so we, and then I think I'd mistakenly told them that it was like ninety minutes when it's like actually three hours. So he pauses it to talk about something, and then he like sees the runtime, and he's like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> we're like uh, I don't know, fifty minutes to an hour into it," and then he's like, "Maybe it'll end soon." And it's like there's two fucking hours left. Fuck this shit. And I'm like, fair. Um, but then, so later Jake put, uh, put on Lay Miss for me. I don't know if, if you've ever seen it. Oh yeah. So I'd never seen it. Oh. And I really liked the music, but ended up not liking the movie. Yeah. The, well, the, the actual, like the actual musical is amazing. So that's the thing. I downloaded the musical and listened to that. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It's so good. It's I still like Hamilton more, but fuck. It's so good. It's amazing. It's a great story. Like it, it's it, like the, the imagery is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and then after I listened to it, I kind of realized what I didn't like about it as a, so I, I hope to God that Hamilton does not get that sort of like movie remake. Mm-hmm. 
where like they just do the musical because one of the things that i hated was it felt very long because every single word of the whole movie was sung Mm -hmm. so it's like the most mundane shit would be sung by like the characters the other thing was that it's sort of you know in a musical uh a song might span like a period of time right so like in hamilton you'll have a song that kind of spans the war for independence right the revolutionary war um and then so a lot's happening but in the movie like uh, in les mis they would like sing that song but it'd be some guy in some bar right so then no time is passing in the background so it just feels weird and then shit would just happen oh i'm gonna fall in love with this person it just happened yeah and it just um I don't know. It felt in places too long, and in other places, it felt super rushed. Yeah, I, I love musicals. Like, uh, and I, I absolutely adored La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is really well done. Yeah, amazing. Um, I still agree that Moonlight wanted that year. Moonlight's so good. Moonlight is an amazing film. Yeah. Um, but La La Land. Um, what is the one I'm thinking about right now? Chicago. No. Chicago's great. I haven't um, seen it. <laughs> um, it slipped my mind. But um, going back to Les Mis, though. Yeah. Uh, Les Mis is such an interesting story that they could totally do like a, a like a live action film without yeah, the music. Exactly. Right. You have like, I think it's the idea that like to to do this you have to continue it being a musical. Like use a story. Like Victor Hugo wrote this beautiful book. It's, yes. It's based on a book. Yeah. Right, the book isn't a musical, yeah. so adapt it from the book. That's the thing. You I, don't have to adapt it from the musical. Yeah. Um, Victor Hugo, like, wrote this amazing book. You know, just just make a film from the book, and um, like, you have this whole other audience that you could have. Like, a lot of people wouldn't see it because it's a musical, even though like, it's a beautiful, beautiful story, right? Yeah. Um, and again, you could do the same thing with Hamilton because it is an interesting story. And right? I feel like what they did with Hamilton, the what they ended up releasing to Disney yeah. Plus, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Because like I'd listen to Hamilton maybe like I don't know twenty thirty times front <laughs> to back, right? Yeah. And I had this sort of mental image of like the everything that's been sung happening, right? Yeah. But then when I also saw it and I saw how they were performing, because that, that was the other part. Like I would listen to it. And I'm like, I wonder what this would look like on a stage, right? Like, just people performing it on one, like, normal stage. And then when I saw it and that sort of, like, disc in the middle spinning and everything, I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. And I really enjoyed it. And and things that, like, were only visual that you missed out when you were just listening to it, to the fact that, like, Hamilton's best friend during the war is the same actor who is his son. And little, like, details like that that you ended up missing just listening to it. And I felt rewarded for it and really enjoyed watching it yeah. but then if i saw that as a sort of like movie like a lame miz i don't know i don't know if i would have enjoyed it the same way because there's some things to it that as a movie would look very silly yeah. like you remember like the sort of cabinet battles where like they're basically doing like rap battles yeah like jefferson versus hamilton and stuff like that and it's just that yeah. would be weird as a movie yeah it would be done differently yeah 100 percent. but you could like again i i do think it's an interesting enough story that you could do like an actual movie. like scripted film yeah um out of it but uh, also with like the size of a lamest story or a Hamilton, yeah, I would want like a miniseries. Yeah, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That's see, there we go. HBO Max. Yes. Uh, time to pump that out. Yeah. Come um, talk to us. <laughs> while while we're sitting here, yeah, um, <laughs> we just happen to have like 
it in completely no relation to to the trailer i just showed you yeah youtube algorithm um, somehow paul rudd does a historic dab on hot ones uh is is playing uh arguably the best episode of hot ones mm. um and paul rudd the second love of my life uh this dude does not age huh no he's he's the best he he's beautiful he is funny he's kind yeah uh he is just amazing he is making me hungry with this show. Oh yeah, I want wings. I think that's what I've I been. Want I've been craving wings. I mean, I crave wings. Like you can ask Julia. That's like ninety percent of the time. If she asks what I want, it's wings. Here's the question: Are 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 the like superstore bought wings any good? The no. ones that you buy that are Do you like, have a deep fryer at home? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. The whole that that that's what separates um, a restaurant and a kitchen. Yeah. If you don't have like a, sorry an at home kitchen is yeah. uh, the deep fryer. I don't want a deep fryer in the house. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's no, 100%. a slippery slope. Totally. Um, I would it, rather uh, what's those like the air fryer? Air fryer. Yeah, and I like I can't speak to that. Like I wanna like I wanna try one mm -hmm. to see if it can make wings how yeah. I want them to. Yeah. Or how I want them to be, and if it can, then fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I I'm not sold because I I don't know, and I'm very particular with my wings. Yeah. Right. They have to be crispy. They have to be, they have to be pub pub style wings. Yeah. 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 Um, but living in Vancouver, there's no, there's no restaurants that have, um, like a Wing Wednesday or like no. a good deal. Like the although you'll find stuff downtown. Um, the only place like in Vancouver that I've found that's like cheap wings, mm -hmm. but it's all day every day is yeah. the Dime or the Warehouse, which is great. Yeah. Um, but if you drive out to Coquitlam, mm -hmm. there's a place in Coquitlam that does like thirty-five cent wings. Yeah. Um, every day during happy hour, and then on. Uh, on Wednesdays, yeah, I'd Wednesday. be willing to pay thirty five bucks for a hundred wings. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, we went. I uh, went there with Gully, and we got three pounds each, and just fucking oh, went to town. So it was amazing. I had a beer each yeah. and a big glass of water. Yo, I ended up having dark matter after a long time. Oh, just because yeah. it's like cold enough to enjoy that sort of nutty. Yeah, it's so good. I still don't know what do, what do we classify? It? That's a it not brown ale. Not brown ale. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why that nutty, that yeah. nutty yeah, yeah. flavor. Yeah, that's where that comes from. It's yeah. a, just a traditional English brown ale. It's it's great. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, Hoin, out on the island. Uh, we love you. Yeah. Uh, please send us free beer for this uh, very very uh, good promotion. So this past uh, <laughs> this past summer when I did my uh, uh, bike tour. Yeah to victoria which i loved what i loved was like stopping there and then just like parking the bike and then just like going to the breweries yeah i just want to do that now just like a, you know we've done this in the past the brewery yeah. tours in like east van yeah but just do it around the island i, I want to tell you that like that now that i'm more active yeah that i would do that with you yeah we got it i i want to tell you that i would do that i have a bike um, for you <laughs> but i have a hard time committing to something like that that is such a long bike ride it's not though it's like so five so six hours we would, each we would way. go from here we'd cross the Burrard bridge so the hardest go... part the longest part is on this side because yeah. you can't go you know uh, from here to richmond you're fine right yeah any of the bridges richmond to below that i wish we forget what that area is called but like wait are we going to tawasin or are we going to tawasin. horseshoe bay tawasin the oh. one that's below Oh, okay. Because from there to Victoria. Is that closer? Yes. Than Horseshoe Bay? Yeah. Duh. Well, from here to the ferry, uh, Horseshoe Bay would be easier. 
oh. as you just go north. You go downtown North Van. Lionsgate. On the bridge. Yeah, yeah. You go you just through go. North Van to yeah. the... Yeah. Get on the highway, stay on the side, and just, you'll oh, get there. So why don't you go that way? But can you... Oh. Because then that'll go towards Nanaimo. That won't go to Victoria. And my plan was that uh. time to... But this time, my longer trip, my next evolution of it, I want to go to... What's the place for... Uh, Tofino? Yes. So I want to go there. But so Nanaimo would be easier. Get the get the tacos. Get the the beer from Tofino Brewing. Yeah. Also great beer. Also send us beer. The only fucking difficulty is there are two mountains that you have to go up and down Ooh. to get to Tofino. That's where I'm. So at. that's that's a like a week long thing that you'd Ooh. have to like plan. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I I could could see myself doing like a, a bike ride. Get up early in the morning. Going to to Wasson. Yeah. Um. I'd have to train for it. <laughs> You'd be totally fine. Yeah. You totally. It's like two, three hours. Wear You'd knee be brace, totally maybe. Fine. The only thing is, like I said, you have to go the long way around because the bridge from Richmond to the place below it, you're not allowed to go. It's a tunnel yeah. and you, it's not safe for a bike. Oh, I know that t- tunnel. Yeah. So you can't go from there. Because of that, you have to go the other way around. You know that like bridge that you have to pay a toll to go yeah. across? The you troll to, toll. Yeah. yeah. You, gotta have, you have to go from there and then come back yeah. to get to Tawson. But Anyways. I thought there's no toll bridge now, right? I think something happened to it. Yeah, that's like the BC NDP yeah. got rid of toll toll bridges, yeah. and, and, and now they're now they're like, let's put a toll to get into the downtown area of the city. Is that is that what they're saying? They're talking about it, but um, I think as much as like environmentally, it's a nice idea. It's also kind of like, what about like you're you're thinking only that you like, lose me when you're like, hey, you can't go to that area of the city. Yeah, well, and it's like, well, it's it's. That's great and all if you're only considering the people that can afford to do that. Yeah. But what about the people that work downtown every day yeah. who who drive and can't afford to literally pay to go to work? Unless they're unless it becomes a thing of like if you work downtown, yeah. you, you, can, apply, you yeah. can apply for to yeah. for your like license plate to be Yeah. And they're already doing that. Like it's already so difficult to get places in yeah. the city. Like we don't need more closures. Like yeah. Like, no, they just need to build another bridge. Like now, when you go to like um, uh, Second Beach and or like yeah. that 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 area, uh, you go down Beach Ave, you can only go one way. You can't turn around. You can't get into the parking lot at the beach anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's impossible to get around down there. Yeah. And like I should be able to just you know go to the beach. Like there's a parking lot. I should be able to go yeah. there and park there and like. You'll have to go the long way yeah, around. You can't drive into Stanley Park anymore. That was a that was a thing put in for COVID. But I don't know if they'll take it, it away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're keeping it. It's been voted on. Okay. So yeah, they're just. I do understand, but cyclists get enough in this city. No, we don't. <laughs> Cy- Here's the thing. Cy- <laughs> it's so funny that like the human brain is like this. Yeah. When I drive, I yeah. fucking hate cyclists. Yeah. When I'm a cyclist, I fucking hate drivers. Yeah. <laughs> and I have no empathy on either side of I it. I got into this argument with this guy, where I was like. Here's what I do when I get out, when I get out of my car. Yeah, I look in the rear room mirror, and if there's no one there, I get out. Yeah. Um, now, I can't guarantee that when I look and then I open my door that someone isn't just gonna like pop out, and like you know what I mean, like yeah. But no, like this guy was like, no, no matter what, if a car hits a bike, in any fashion, yeah, it is the car's fault, and that that that's his full. So a friend of his had died like about a month before oh, from like a car. Um, but I 
that is such a dangerous way to think like For sure. like that's like the whole thought is like oh like it's the same with pedestrians it's like uh if you hit a pedestrian it's your fault yeah no matter what um which is bullshit like as much as like obviously it's car versus person yeah but like there are plenty of ways that other people can be a fault no for and, sure and to 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 we have to not lose yeah. nuance yeah and you have this whole thing where it's like um in this city especially if i go to an intersection that has two lights like the blinking green lights and then stop signs on the other side mm-hmm. as a pedestrian and i see it this way as a driver too and i i really try my best to to practice what i preach yeah um but there's a stop sign here as soon as that light goes red, people just ignore the stop sign. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a pedestrian, people and, – and people allow it to happen now to the point where it's expected. Yeah. If that light goes red, I'm still walking. This is a stop sign. Yeah. I don't give a shit about where you need to go. Yeah. It's my right away. I've had people honk at me or almost hit me because yeah. I cross. That's weird. Where you have a stop sign, that that stop sign doesn't magically like poof, like disappear. That's weird that they would have both. Yeah, well, but that's very common, right? Where it's like, um, the street lights, where it's like the blinking lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you you press the button to cross. Yeah. Uh, and it goes red. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then you have a stop sign here, but they don't have lights here. Um, they just have the stop sign. Yeah. But they see that it's gone red here, so they can just gun through. Yeah. Which is not accurate. No. Um, but also I've been there where I've, I've almost been hit and there's literally like a cop in the corner Mm -hmm. and they do it too. Right. So it's, it's become this thing where it's like, yeah, we can just, we can just do whatever we want. Everyone eyeballs it. Like, can I get away before that person even like puts their foot off of the sidewalk? Yeah. But, but to that point where I like, again, I, I was walking to work the one day and I crossed, uh, the light was right here, but it was a stop sign. And I'm crossing, and they fucking bl- blasted their horns at me, like stop short. And I was like, ah, oh. uh, I like I stood there, and I was like, I was like, roll down your fucking window. Yeah. And I was like, do you see this stop sign? They're like, look at the lights. And I was like, did the li- did this fucking stop sign disappear, sir? <laughs> and he's like, no. And I was like, good. Well, it's still a fucking stop sign. And I just kind of walked away, uh, with my head forward because I wasn't sure yeah. if he was gonna get out and 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 try to beat me up. But oh man. <laughs> I will say this though, kind of in closing to the thing is like being on both sides of it. Yeah. Like I empathize with drivers when like bikers fucking like jump out of nowhere. Totally. But on average, there are so many bad drivers that oh, like totally. fucking cannot control their car. Like you'll be like, you know how, like take like Canby for example, you'll have two lanes for cars going, mm-hmm. and then you'll have a third lane where cars park, right? So I'll be like, I'm not going to take the middle lane to like cause traffic i will stay on the lane with the parked cars but sometimes it'll be like the space will be just this much mm-hmm. next to it right and then but then the cars will like still want to fucking pass you and then they won't center on their own lane they'll be on the like closer to you so yeah. you're fucking getting squished there and it's just like um ultimately i do empathize with bikers more. yeah yeah it's it's tough because but yeah bikers sometimes i've, jump I've in seen the a way. lot of like pretty like dangerous on both sides where it's like uh, i went through a light um now was i we both did something stupid so like i i wouldn't say stupid as soon as the light turns green i go yeah like i'm not holding out right so i'm going fast through the light turned green and this biker comes across and just like 
shoots across and just barely i just barely miss this biker if i had hit this biker i would have been at fault yeah but i don't think it would have been my fault you know what i mean yes so there's like this like varying opinion and it's it's subjective but really it's objective it's yeah um where it's like if i hit that biker it's my fault even though i was going through a green light yeah and that's kind of that's i think that there is a lot of leeway given um to to bikers because you're in the the like weaker position yeah um like if another car hits me i am a lot of the time i'm safe yeah um so it you i can get out of my car and argue that i'm safe if i hit a biker there's a good chance they're not arguing for themselves no (laughs) right so i can see it from that standpoint i just think that if we're going to uh, throw around faults there needs to be a lot more conscious effort on there's bad drivers bikers can't afford to be bad yes that's the difference yeah. right yeah um cars can afford to be stupid because like drivers can afford to be stupid because they're surrounded by metal uh, bikers aren't yeah. um, so bikers need to be weary and they need to be smart but they also need to uh, realize that there's a lot of times where i've seen pedestrians almost get hit by a biker whose fault is that yeah you know yeah. um biker maybe he shouldn't have walked but you know my no, biker definitely a... get into the mindset that yeah hey i can go at any time anywhere yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just a bike there's yeah, no bike. laws for yeah. me yeah. Yeah. yeah um anyways that was a, a great that... local <laughs> tangent <laughs> um is there anything else you wanted to touch on i don't have much um i know i had some more like movie uh-oh. stuff but i feel like we can touch on that another day yeah um yeah. don't want to make this too long yeah, there was there was one, there was there was music. Oh yeah, um, Gully. So Gully, my my producer, engineer, my uh, the other half, to, uh, the other piece of my puzzle, yeah. music wise, uh, just put out his album, Mad Minded, uh, this very deep introspected album. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feature on the outro. Uh, really well made. Um, he was going through a lot when he made this album. Yeah. So it's very emotional. Uh, just really really good, well produced. Like the, I'm gonna leave you with. Scribble Thoughts off of Gully's most recent album, Mad Minded, uh, featuring myself. And uh, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye-bye. I'ma scribble my thoughts down for a minute. Get real with y'all for a minute. Let's go ups and downs within it. That's just how it is till it's finished. It's like my mood has been shit kick. Realness to unrealistic. I was feeling, but you ain't feeling this shit. I don't mind, I'm a man with a vision. I've been trying to be less vicious. Cause my attitude's malicious. Good thing I always keep my hunger delicious. Because I crave for the universe gifting. And I never pray a religion. But lately I've been having premonitions. Someone trying to teach us all a lesson. Here to guide us on a mission. And I ignore most of that shit. And I don't mean to be bashing, but I reflected this when I have to. And recently it's made me more passive. Taught me things I think are everlasting. Lately I've been having more passion. I've been seeing clear where no glasses. I've been hella educated, no classes. And it got me through half this. Bruh, I ain't even capping. I've been speaking shit and it really happens. Oh yeah, it's been keeping me active. And mentally I'm growing past this. And I stopped worrying about some past shit. Cause all my ex call it toxic. And me, I call it classic. <laughs> but you know, that's why I'm trying to work on that shit. Yeah. You know, life has been pretty good for me lately, but I still got things I'm working through. 
let me jot down some thoughts I gotta break out of this box But every time that I try something new I get insecure, I'm lost Hi, my name is Jared I don't know if you're aware that I really hate my appearance and I don't like facing my fears And I got these medical problems I can't afford to resolve them Take all my worries and bottle them Until there's too many to bobble them I got the girl in the car I got the past and the scars I better off than some are Drink to suppress the alarms I know the door been ajar But I tread the line between broken and fine Walk on this road between stable and broke I know my struggles are all but designed But maybe they could've just thrown in some hope Hold, hold, hold up, I know that I'm cynical If I can't see all the blessings, that's pitiful If I live life always looking for miracles Then I know that I'll always be miserable I'ma scribble my thoughts down for a minute Get real with y'all for a minute Let's go ups and downs within it That's just how it is till it's finished Scribble, scribble my thoughts down for a minute Get real with y'all for a minute Let's go ups and downs within it That's just how it is till it's finished